Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, section 18, chapter 216. In July of that year, 1597, a little boy called Giuseppe Cerame, four years old, was suffering from a burning fever and in serious pain for several days. The disease was so serious that everyone thought he was in danger of death. Three days passed, during which he ate nothing but three yolks of egg, and the disease grew worse and worse. The signs of imminent death appeared. He had a cold sweat on his brow, his whole body grew limp, his arms and legs drooped, his eyes closed, his breath labored, all heat departed from his body. The extent of the disease is indicated by the fact that the child could neither see nor speak. When his mother realized this, she took a scrap of cloth soaked in Philip's blood and laid it on her dying child. With no delay, the boy opened his eyes at once. He called out aloud for his mother. Then he got out of bed healthy and strong, asked for some food, dressed himself and walked unaided around the house. His mother and father and everyone there were amazed and cried for joy. In August that year, Hortensia de Lely was suffering from a recurrent fever, which steadily increased with severe stomach pains. When she realized that her medical treatment was not even relieving the fever, let alone curing it, she decided to use some hairs of the Blessed Father as a remedy. She applied them to herself and at once began to feel less pain. It did not end there, for the fever ceased completely that very day. She sent someone to Rome, she lived outside the city, to attach a votive tablet to the tomb of the Holy Father as evidence of the miracle. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. O sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. St. Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. A couple times in these readings, with so many miracles upon miracles in the life of St. Philip, we've mentioned the connection between these scraps of cloth soaked in his blood with the burial cloth of Christ. We know from the Gospels that our Lord was taken down from the cross and laid in a clean linen shroud before being placed in the tomb. 
And given his crucifixion, given the scourging that happened, there would have been great amounts of blood on that cloth. And we also know from the Gospels that when Peter and John went to the tomb, they found the body not there. But they saw the cloths in which he was buried, wrapped. And the head cloth wrapped up by itself, set apart. And John saw and believed. And from about the third, fourth century, to the sixth century, and, and onwards till today, there is a steady historical chain of evidence of some kind of cloth claimed to be the burial cloth of Christ that was passed down. We passed around different places in the Christian world. Today, it's believed to be the main burial cloth is in Turin, the Shroud of Turin it's called. So the point though, is that Christians from the very beginning would have taken very seriously the importance of this burial cloth of Christ and this cloth soaked in blood. So once again, it is not strange that if Christ lives on in his saints, if the saints are signs of how Christ would live if he were walking the earth today, if they reveal to us the fullness of grace that's in Christ, all these different saints are little refractions, then it's not strange that we would want to use cloths soaked in the blood of a saint even, especially if experientially such things seem to be used by God to work miracles. That as God worked through the hands and bodies of his followers on earth, so after they die, things that were touched to their body, parts of their body, might still be his instruments. And again, if Christ can use the hands of a priest to work an even greater miraculous change, if bread can become the body of Christ through the hands and words of a priest, then in principle, we should not find it hard to believe any miracle. If bread can remain like bread seemed, the accidents, the appearances of bread can remain, and yet the entire reality, the entire substance can become the body of Christ as he is in heaven. Then, Anything is possible. Because anything less than that is less than that. So tonight, let us pray for greater faith. Let us pray for those who have lost a child. We hear tonight about a family whose child did not die, a four-year-old child. But many families have lost a child. Many mothers and fathers Maybe the child was younger. Maybe the child was baptized. Maybe the child was not baptized. Even if the child was baptized and the parents then know for sure, absolutely beyond a doubt that that child is in heaven, 
it doesn't take away the pain of having lost a child. Pain that will last a parent's whole life. A pain that can even end up separating marriages. It's so difficult, so painful. Let us pray for parents tonight who have lost a child. Parents who have lost in a traumatic way a child. Let us ask the Blessed Virgin Mary to be with them. She who watched her only son die on the cross. Yes, he was older. Yes, he lived many years. But no one can say that there's someone in heaven who doesn't understand. She does understand. But let us also remember from tonight's reading that heaven is a place of joy. And when those parents received their four-year-old Giuseppe back, they cried for joy. And that joy that they felt in that moment, multiply it by a million, a billion, a trillion. You begin to get some grasp of the joy of heaven where every tear will be wiped away. And there we will understand why everything happened the way it did. There we will understand how the mystery of Christ, who died, who rose, includes in his mystery our whole life, every one of us. For it's only in Christ, enlightened by the Holy Spirit, that we can begin to understand and accept what the Lord allows to happen to us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.